This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Scrabby, you all right over there? Uh, yeah, I'm not taking this one as hard as I did last week. After the shellacking Scrabby just experienced, he's in a much better move, mood for this 4 o'clock hour. Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello. Although I will say... Matt Scrabby. I am not a fan of being poke, of people poking the bear on Twitter. People poking the bear? Yeah, telling me that I need to give up the game. Mm. Believe me, I've been trying to give up this game for <laughs> he a has long tried time. to retire on multiple occasions. <laughs> it is not my choice. I am not doing this on purpose. He has tried to retire the on multiple The reason that we occasions. don't have a contestant or contestants play the pop quizzes, A, we don't have any idea who we're going to get on the air, but B, there's no prize. Yeah. Right. So as you know, Tony just wins the bragging rights, and uh, that is worth its weight in gold, as it turns out. Definitely enjoy the bragging rights in this room. It yeah. is it is a fun prize to hang on. Don't Torrance worry, Grady. everybody else in this in this uh, office says the same thing to me. Like, oh, tough loss yesterday. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, oh, the uh, Fantabulous Game Show. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Just walk away. Uh, you're due to win one here in the next couple of months. I'm not even going to answer that. It doesn't sound right, though. Like a couple months. Not even going to answer that. I mean, let's be honest. When you do win one, it is kind of Mardi Gras around here. I do. We do turn up. We do turn up for you, dude. You I guys mean, you do. You jump on the table. I do. I scream. I do, yell. Uh, you do uh, Rockette style leg kicks. <laughs> I, I have in the past. I have in the past. How, how high does your leg get? Does it get about like... three inches off the ground? Okay, <laughs> I'm working on uh, flexibility. You guys uh, have a chance here in this segment to uh, win the qualifier, and that's a, a chance for a two night stay at Westgate Las Vegas, including a spa treatment at Serenity Spa and dinner for two at Ed Steakhouse. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their seventy million dollar room. Renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun. Let's get to some Chris versus the fan. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, All right. Well, I'm sorry, Scraby, what? why don't you uh, give us the rule? You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. 
But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. Boom. Boom. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get to our first contestant of the day. Ryan, welcome to the show, Ryan. Happy Tuesday. Hey, great friends. Oops, sorry, wrong show. I'm sorry? I don't know what's going on. We're going to put Ryan back on hold. Oh, Ryan. Ooh. Man. Sorry well, I don't know what's that, happening. Ryan. We went to him twice. I think he said he I heard him. Yeah, I think oh, he thought was I there. Heard him. Oh, oh. I think okay. he just tried to say something funny and it a fell flat. Show. Right. Oh, okay. Like I heard something of, different. Most of your I heard jokes. Okay, thank you, Chris. I heard different. I apologize, Ryan. <laughs> I thought you weren't there. My bad. Ryan, what's up, man? Terrible jokes. Me and Scraby got that in comedy. Yes, you <laughs> Here we go. First question. Huh. Which two teams were the number one seeds in NFL playoffs this season? Number one seeds, we had Eagles and Chiefs. That is correct, Ryan. Nice work. It's been on the list for a while. So. Eagles and Chiefs. On to question number two. Yeah. Outside of the United States, which country is currently represented by the second most MLB players. Oh man, I gotta go with the DR. DR, aka the Dominican Republic. Wow, that is correct too. Oh. Nicely done. All right, man. Ryan, you have to That's chill, a tough man. One. man. That's a tough one. Ryan, I'm I almost hung up. Ryan, on that I'm, gonna too. Need, I'm gonna need you to chill. You're gonna have cause a, a stir on this show. Ryan, I hope you get this one. It <laughs> saves my questions. <laughs> Here we go. Question number three. How about this one? Nolan Ryan's 20 seasons of 10 or more wins is tied with Greg Maddox for second in NL and AL history. Who is first on that list? So to be clear, 20 seasons of 10 or more wins. We're looking for somebody who has I'm more. The namesake himself, Cy Young. Cy Young he's going with. Hang on the line. Hang Stay on there. the line. Stay there. Stay there. Elo for the steal. You want me to repeat that question? Yeah, just for the hell of it, but I don't know. Nolan Ryan's 20 seasons of 10 or more wins is tied with Greg Maddox for second on the list. Somebody has more than 20 seasons of 10 or more wins. Who, who is that person? Walter Johnson, the big train. The big train! <laughs> Yeah! That is incorrect. Wow. We got ourselves a winner. Wow. And some time to... Uh, Ryan, you're going to have to hold for a second. Yeah, so. Not for a second, Ryan. You're going to be holding for at least five to six minutes as Chris and I navigate the rest of this segment. The answer, of the, of course, Don Sutton. 21 seasons. Don Sutton? 21 seasons. Of course. With 10, 10 or more wins. Don Sutton did that, huh? I would have never got it. I thought for Never. sure. When you put your fingers out like this, yeah. I was like, oh, he's got it. No, I he's didn't have it. it. Did not have it, so uh, good for you, Ryan. Way to go. Uh, good for me. Ryan, you owe us because we kept you in the game when uh, <laughs> was about to hang yes. up on you. Yes. Oh, that is true. That is so, true. Uh, congratulations there. Should we use my 420 segment now instead? No, what we're going to do is talk a little bit about Kevin Acey's tweet. Ah, there you go. Uh, we were just talking about 
Juan Soto moving from right field to left field and how that opens up right field for Fernando Tatis Jr. Well, Kevin Acey has uh, just posted his nice uh, story on what Fernando Tatis Jr.'s eyes are, where his eyes are set, and according to this article, uh, ready to play right field but has his sights set someplace different. Tatis, who is swinging swinging 100% following two off-season surges, would like to play center field at some point. Chris? Yeah, but center field's taken, uh, so he's probably not going to get to play center field on an everyday basis. Um, I can see a way, though, that he does play some center field because Trent Grisham is a left-handed hitter, and so against certain left-handed pitchers, I think you'll sit Trent Grisham and uh, move Fernando Tatis Jr. to center field. It just depends on how the entire makeup of your uh, your roster is, but I think Fernando can get some time in center field. But you're not going to take a two-time Gold Glove winner out of there. I'm a little now. I you know what I need to know is the context of how this came up because you know Fernando has been you know the all do anything guy, and he's had the perfect attitude you know since kind of resurfacing here. I don't, at least I'm hoping, I don't believe that Fernando just kind of said, hey, I want to play center field. Right. It Because it just doesn't sound like it would come from him right now. Everything that he said is, uh, I'll it do It should whatever. come from him right now. Right. Or it should come <laughs> from him right now. It seems like pretty much everything he said has just been, I'll do whatever they need me to do. Yeah. So I I've, don't, I, I don't, I want to make sure that somebody didn't say, hey, would you like to play center field? And then he said, sure, I'd like to play some center field. Because <laughs> that's a whole different deal. Listen, what I, my guess is that he was asked about it. Yeah. yeah obviously, with Soto move from right to left, I'm sure that happened in the scrum, then the, then, they come into the locker room. They talk to. They ask Toddy about it, right? And he's like, "Yeah, I'll play right. Wouldn't mind playing center, you know." Yeah, something uh, like that. Something along those lines. Here's, so a, I, here's his actual quote from from Kevin Acey. Um, he said, "I mean, I feel like I'm a top five athlete in this game, and I feel like they're there. I'm going to use all my abilities." He's talking about center field. So yeah. That seems like he wants to play center. It's. Well, I, I, Maybe he. Never mind. Maybe it's because he's already played there too. He has played there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's we'll, we'll see. I think something that Yonder hit on, which was, you know, this team is going to score. Can they pitch and defend on the type of level that is expected of a, of a world champ? He brought up Houston. That's exactly what they did. Right. They they hit. But they most definitely defended, and they and they pitched, and so, you know, we'll see. I, I think there's a lot to be learned over the next however many um, spring training games that Fernando will get to play because he's gonna get to play a ton of them because he's gonna miss the first twenty. Um, that will de- probably determine ultimately where he's going to play, at least early on. As far as I know. I doesn't matter. Leave him alone. That's kind of oh what goodness. I'm thinking. Are you talking Not to you. me? No. Leave who alone? Oh. Leave Fernando alone. Just stop <laughs> asking ask him questions, questions every day. <laughs> I know they have to, but just let him play where he plays. 
What's the people Trent Grisham are, contract like? I don't understand. People are breaking the season down in so many different ways right now. Maybe this is all of what goes with having expectations that you're going to win. That everybody's you know concerned about every little detail out there. I got it. I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Security? Trent Grisham is an unrestricted free agent after this season. Fernando's going to get his. Uh, he's going to learn how to play center field at Petco Park from Trent Grisham, and then Fernando takes over center next year. No, who right. cares about next year? Again, <laughs> that's all we're ever talking <laughs> who about. Cares. All we I ever do. talk about is next year and where everybody's playing. Two and, zero two and three. Where, where's everybody going to play in the batting order? And who's going to start? And who's going to come in? And who's going to be the fifth starter? Just. Forget it all. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the season coming up. Please. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, I guess Kevin AC has articles to write, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just mad. It just seems like we're trying to create stories where they're but don't this really is, need to be created. To be, unless Fernando walked across the room and said, Hey Kevin, to be fair I though I really want to play center field. Can you put that in the paper? To be fair though, this is what having all of these alphas I know. ends up. Ends up being, and this is why Bob gets paid the bucks he gets paid. Because at this level, yes, there is some teachable moments, but for the most part, you got to manage personalities, ambitions in some case, and so you know that's that comes with this type of roster. So I, I mean, I don't think it's that big a deal. Ultimately, the play will determine what happens. If Trent Grisham is out there hitting what two fifty. 240 and he's playing a gold glove center field they might not need they might not do that right they might not want to do that but so. it's just not ah, i wish we could just i i guess it would be worse if i mean if we were in new york right i mean they have five thousand writers they inside would. the clubhouse every day yeah. all looking for a story <laughs> so they would be they do creating all kinds of minutiae no, that I would agree. drive us crazy i agree all right i don't know fernando right field center field Left field, DH. As long as he's not left out, the, oh, the, the thing, be fine. The thing is, we won't know for at least twenty games into the regular season. That's where he's right. Playing, so. We're not going to know. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, we have Big Five. No, he's got some fun, something fun coming up here, Scraby. Yes, the Big Five moved from four forty to four twenty for today. <laughs> and today, Scraby, I was trying to buy time to figure out what we had, you jerk. No, uh, Chris actually random baseball oddities. Yeah, Chris approved of these. I approved this. He's got some fun baseball stuff here. Yeah, that uh, that I particularly like. So. All right, Scraby's up next. Here's traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Onward, we march. Welcome back. 420 is the time. Priscilla, Tony Gwynn Jr. Matt Scraby as well. Little Gwynn and Chris for you on this Tuesday afternoon, still to come. Scraby's Big Five. Uh, we're going to get to some interesting baseball factoids, and I think you will find these kind of fun, Tony. Scraby shared a few of them with me earlier today. Uh, but I think we'd be remiss if we, did, if we got through the whole show without mentioning that our hearts and uh, prayers and thoughts go out to uh, all the uh, students and uh, people in East Lansing, Michigan, after yet another mass shooting. We're starting to get uh, just so much used to these things, and we should hopefully never get used to them. Uh, three uh, students were killed. Uh, five more were taken in. The uh, gunman took his own life. And uh, Michigan, I mean, happening on a campus is scary. It's scary anywhere, but this is uh, particularly scary, I think. And um, if you're wondering on the sports angle part of this thing, Michigan State has canceled all of its sporting events through the weekend. So uh, that means Michigan State basketball, et cetera, soccer, whatever, whatever events they have scheduled they're not going to they're not going to be playing for a while while they collect themselves in East Lansing Michigan I just it's I want to stop saying this but I, I you have to keep mentioning it because I, I think it's the only way we're ever going to get I don't know can we stop it for good I don't know how we do it it's wild to me that my children do um, shooting drills Active at, shooter at drills. school do they really right? oh yeah been oh doing, my it blew my mind the first time I, I heard about it. Yeah, my and mom then, does it all the time as a teacher. Yeah, and, and, you know, some of these same kids that have been doing those drills are then going to a college campus and then having to put those same things into, into, practice. into practice. It's crazy to me. It's mind-blowing. It's I had sad. no idea that there were shooting drills. Yeah, no, I didn't either. At schools. But it's, I mean, it makes sense. Like, they happen often enough where you probably should be preparing for that. Crazy, yeah. All right, well, heart prayers up real for, world, for the yeah, folks the real in, world, at Michigan uh, State touches, University. Touches the sports world quite often. Uh, all right, Scraby, <laughs> nice lead-in I just gave you there. It's all right. Apologize for that. No, it's okay because but, uh, this is the baseball oddity segment. Everybody, baseball oddities. Yes, stats right. and odyssey, uh, odysseys. That's what the company we work for. It's Odyssey's Odyssey. Oddities. Yes, Odyssey's Oddities. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. Not this, easy to say, but <laughs> this is from Codify on Twitter. I, they had a they started a thread this morning, and it was many tweets long. But I picked some of the best ones. First one is I think this is insane. Honestly, I really do. But the biggest coincidence I think I've ever seen is Chris Davis. Oh yes, two forty seven, two forty seven, two forty seven. Hitting two forty seven in four straight seasons. That's so hard to do. <laughs> like, exactly. and, he, and he's getting lots of at bats. It's not like he's just getting ten at bats a year. He's 
he's uh, he's a, he's an everyday guy. I can't believe this. He had over uh, 600 at bats in three of those seasons, and still finished at exactly 247. Hit 40 home runs in One of three those, yeah. of those seasons. Three of them. Uh, three of them. Yeah. I, I got a chance to know Chris a little bit. Ironically, I was just telling you guys a story about Ricky Weeks <laughs> through yeah. Rick, through Ricky Ricky Weeks when he was a Brewer before he was traded over to Oakland. Uh, cool dude, hit the ball a long way. Yeah, Chris Davis was a uh, American League home run leader in 2018, hit 48 home runs and batted 247. 247. Go figure. Yeah, four I just, years I, in a row. I can't I can't believe that. Yeah, at that's all. probably never going to be duplicated. Here's Certainly one. Never passed. This is actually not a stat, but it's kind of a, an interesting story. Not for the person that was hurt in this, but Richie Ashburn. Oh, we can laugh now. Okay, it was in 1957. <laughs> Richie Ashburn hit a foul ball in a 1957 Richie game. Richie Ashburn, by the way, just to give a little the context, Phillies? was a very good player for the Philadelphia Phillies. Went on to be a broadcaster oh. for the Phillies. All right, Richie Ashburn. Well, he hit a foul ball in 1957, and that foul ball struck a spectator in the face, and it broke her nose. And so the medical people came out and got her. And as they were carrying her away, another Richie Ashburn foul ball hit her again and broke a bone in her knee. So she, what are the odds of that? She got hit in the face with a foul ball. And then the same, very same batter, while They're she's carrying her out of the stadium, out, she gets hit in the knee and breaks her knee. Like nobody tried to like put her down or like take her out of the line of sight. I think yeah. they were stretching her out or whatever. <laughs> stretching her out and Richie Ashburn and she broke her knee. Conks another one out. Yeah. yeah, in like in like a five uh. minute in like a two minute period. <laughs> well see, you guys should feel lucky out there right now because that can't happen to no. you now. No, I Or it should say it's less likely. Why for can't it, it happen? Because there's nets up there now. Oh, uh, too many nets. The ball those type of balls that can do damage. Are hitting the net. I know that people were angry when the nets went they up, were, but I'm very happy about dude, it because I, I don't, I can't even fathom the fact that. Can you we believe they played baseball for nets. all these years without them, dude? Some of these balls they hit foul that I, I look to Jesse consistently and go, "Thank God that net was there." Man. <laughs> Someone's there, taking it in the that face. That was not going to be stopped. By keep him. in mind that, or it uh, would have been stopped, but by somebody's face. Keep in mind that uh, all the years that they didn't have baseball nets at stadiums, they didn't have nets behind the goals at hockey games either. Oh That's my crazy. In arenas, so slap shots would go right over the glass. Just it's funny, like nobody miles an hour it's, right into it, the stands. It's funny, like I guarantee no one thought of that until like the first foul ball or the first slap shot went into the stands. Like oh. Oh, wait. Maybe we should put some nets up. Let me hit let's another see, foul Let's see ball. how this goes. Yeah. It's not going to go <laughs> well. But it's going to hold for another 100 years. Right. <laughs> so right. that was uh, interesting for Richie Ashburn. The next one is there have been only two players in all of Major League Baseball history with the last name of Moyer, and they are not related. The other one, Ed Moyer, died on the same day Jamie Moyer was born. That is crazy. That's Wait, weird. what? Only two players in all of Ed Major Mo- League history Ed have the Moyer? last name of Moyer. Ed Moyer died the same day Jamie Moyer was born. That's nuts. Yeah. That's a little he weird. Just replace one Moyer with another. Yeah, So Jamie exactly. Moyer was born on November 18th, 1962. And that's the day that... Ed Moyer uh, was born in November 18th, 1832. That's when I don't he died. Know. No, he died in... eight. Yeah, they were born and died same day. Yeah. Just looked wow. It that is crazy. Ed Moyer, Jamie Scrape, Moyer. You're doing pretty good on this. Thank you. I, I got to give the credit to Codify. Good stuff right here. He's got a couple of other ones that he yeah. hasn't even got to yet that I think All right, I have good. two more. Only Major League How Baseball. How come you only got two more? You should have got like a whole 
take it. Well, the whole they, they, hey, some hey, of them are not hey, that good. Oh, Chris, some of them aren't let's, good. Let's, let's not ask too much of my man. He's he's doing a fantastic Thank job you. with the five. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Limit me. Give me less. So I. So, we want we want a quality, yes. not quantity. Yeah. Well, you give me ten, and then I'm bringing you dumb stuff. <laughs> but uh, only Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. So in the history of Major League Baseball. There are only two starts where pitchers struck out 10-plus hitters while allowing 10-plus hits in less than five innings. So they struck out 10-plus, and nasty. they allowed 10-plus hits in less than five innings. Only time in history this happened. On June 1st, 2015, Andrew Kashner did it. On June 2nd, 2015, Noah Syndergaard did it. Never happened until that day, and then it happened in two days in a row. And it That's hasn't insanity. happened since. And it hasn't happened since. It makes sense. I mean, two dudes... That can overpower you, but also can leave something in the middle of the plate. Yes, but I mean that's pretty strange that it's only happened twice. Yeah, and it happens. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it's hard. You said in in under five innings. Yeah, in less that's than five. Yeah. yeah, that's hard to that's do. That's hard to do. Like, Four innings, ten hits, ten strikeouts. Usually, you're not nasty if you're giving up ten hits. That's <laughs> true. Right? No. Those two things don't go together. <laughs> Uh, the final one is Don Larson threw a perfect game in the 1956 World Series, and Yogi Berra was his catcher. On July 18, 1999, Larson threw out the ceremonial first pitch to Yogi Berra, and David Cohn then threw a perfect game. You can't make that stuff up. Don, Don Larson does it in 1956, and then David Cohn, after Larson pitched to Yogi Berra for the ceremonial first pitch, throws a perfect game. That's just those are good. Yeah. Scrape, you give yourself a round of applause. Oh, thanks, that's, guys. That was uh, as good of a made-up segment as you've ever done. Yeah, usually, in the history of the show. Remember the time that we did that uh, actually was up there with some of Chris's better best better. Wow, ones. Yeah, that was way up. there. Hear that, good. Chris? Hear that, Chris? I did. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I told, I Chris was the one was pushing good. this, right? I, no, I ran it by Chris earlier. I didn't want to do the thing where I think they're cool and then we do them and they're not cool. So when Chris said, "Oh, this is kind of cool," I was like, "All Those right, are let's really go." Good. Remember the time when we were in the pandemic? Uh, someone good. someone brought me brought this up to me at FanFest. This is how long this person's been listening. But during the pandemic, I got a actor's names that are often mispronounced, and then I went through the list and told you which names are mispronounced, and they said it was the worst segment of our show history. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I remember it. Some of the ideas definitely bombed. And no during I, the no pandemic, doubt. a lot of them bombed. <laughs> that, is, that was perfectly fine. And you know what? The funny thing is, as terrible as that segment was, you sat there and listened to it. And so. you did. And you and you all joined in Chris and Tony making fun of me for how as terrible that As bad as some of those uh, segments were during the pandemic, just think, we wouldn't have, she'll be coming around the mountain. <laughs> she'll be coming pandemic. around the mountain. When she comes. It was Tennessee's that fight song. Fight song. Yep. That's right. That was That was gold. That yeah. really was Man, gold that segment right there. was gold, Scraby. Thank you. Thank Nicely you. Nicely done. All right. Uh, gets to the bottom of the hour. Wow, I feel good about myself. Now I'm going to be expecting fun yes. notes like that more often. Uh, okay. Did yeah. you? Did, I mean, just out of curiosity, you said there were more than five. Yeah. You just chose to go with those well, five. Well, the only reason I... Well, because... Were the other ones just not as good? Well, the other ones, some of them weren't as good, and some of them were for from uh, tweeters, and I didn't want to take those because I have didn't no idea if they're true. But I'll take the Codify ones because they are... Uh, verified account, and I've been following for a long time. Very good. All right, good uh, Thank baseball you. facts there from uh, Matt Scrape. I'm going to nice go walk work, with my man. chest puffed nice out. Nice work, in the Scrape. All right. 
Yeah, now he'll have a chance to come back to Earth with the big five. <laughs> and he's doing it again. <laughs> Follows immediately on Gwen and Chris. Four thirty-seven on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Got a big five headed your way. Scraby, I got to give you credit, man. That was a really impressive segment, man. Thank you. Nice baseball factoids that probably nobody knew. I knew I, the Chris Davis one. Jesse and I have talked about that one on the air before, but the rest of that was uh, fun facts. Uh, I especially like the the foul ball one. Oh, uh, Rich, Ashburn. Rich Ashburn, yeah, <laughs> hit the broke the woman's nose and then broke her knee. <laughs> Just taking aim at her, man. Seriously, here's another foul ball one. This is from Zach on Twitter. I'm not sure if it was mentioned, but David Hulse. Uh, once hit four foul balls in a row into the opponent's dugout. It's a great video on YouTube, they said. I know um, not a fun time. Usually balls coming in the dugout are coming in They're a coming in quickly. high velocity. Yeah, because so. the, the ball players don't have netting in front of the dugouts. No, no. And most of them nowadays stand up on those railings. It used to. It, that, You're not far away. The thing is, is that actually has made it less like. You remember the old dugouts, like the one they had at Qualcomm? There was nothing. You, you, there was nothing. There was nowhere to go at all. There was no barriers. There was nothing blocking it. Just hit a line shot <laughs> into the dugout. Everybody just scattered. That was that was your best bet. Now the, the, the dugouts usually are leveled down. They step down. There's some... There's some fencing in front of it, so a little bit better protected. But Scrape, uh, we got some traffic to get to, and then you got got a big five ready for us, huh? After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. So coming off of my great segment, last segment, I need to clear up a few things. Um, Did you have some mess-ups? I had one. I had one. The website fooled me. SpotTrack is telling me that in 2023, Trent Grisham is going to make $3.175 million. He's 26 this season. When he turns 27, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, according to the website. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, it's, it, it. he's actually a free agent in 2026, but on the website, it lists him his year as his this year, his age is 26, and then his unrestricted free agent year is age 27. So I looked at that thinking, 
okay, well, he's only going to be a year older next year, so he's an unrestricted free agent. doesn't have anything about arbitration in there. So I'm confused. I'm not even 100% sure where Trent is in terms of arbitration. I, he, he's had he, three he got, years of pre or He's had pre-arbitration 2022, 2021, and 2020 with the Padres. Okay, so this was this next year will be his first year of arbitration? Is that what you're telling me? No, this was his first year of arbitration. This was his first year. So he'll have this year, next year, which is 2024, the year after that, which is 2025, it's 2026. He should be a free agent. A free agent. Thank you, Tyler, for n- noticing that. I didn't. Can I? Can I just butt in on this? Oh gosh, absolutely, Chris. It goes. Uh, it goes along with what I said earlier about just enjoying Who the season at hand. Good point. Good point. Let me ask you this about Trent Grisham: Is he playing for the Padres this year? Yes. Yes. Good. Perfect. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, Tyler. Tyler agreed with me on Twitter. Thank you, Tyler. That it was a. It was difficult to read. I should have read a little bit further, but Tyler, thank you, Tyler. Tyler, you don't have to make Scraby no, feel better he does. about he it. Does. You thank don't, Tyler. man. It's all thank good. You. He but just yeah. didn't read well. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. The hype of the 2023 San Diego Padres is real, and after signing Michael Walker, there are even more expectations for the Padres to make a World Series run. Here is Jim Duquette on MLB Network Radio talking about what the Padres are doing. Um, they extended Joe Musgrove at that point. They recently extended you, Darvish. Obviously, they lost a couple of guys to free agency. But by adding Waka on what could be a multi-year agreement, Martinez on his, Lugo on his, they quietly had a really, or relatively quietly had a really, really good winter, I think, overall. I mean, just in terms of adding depth and putting together a more functional roster, even if they have basically a platoon of DH. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I think they had a really, really good win. I mean, I don't know if I agree with you on that. I, I don't think they had to do much, though, to your point. I think that's the that's the other aspect of it. You know, they added some depth, and, and I think that's important for that. Um, I'm not going to play mean, the whole thing. You can go to Twitter and find it, MLB Network Radio. But to, in the end, Jim Duquette says, to me, the Padres are now the front runner in the West. Uh, first of all, and I know I'm just being picky out of everything that was said there, but... Who had there ain't but maybe one or two teams that had a better offseason than the Padres. Maybe one or two teams. I can't even name one. I can't either, but I'm, I'm leaving some room for According to ESPN Plus, I'm looking at their rankings. Oh gosh. There are three teams the that Blue had Jays? a better offseason than the Padres. Blue Jays? Yankees. Mets. No, Mets. Definitely. Yankees. Phillies. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just telling you that's what they said. I, I could maybe buy Padres that. were in the next group. But I'm just, just saying behind those three. If you finish fourth in an off season, you had a, you good had a pretty off good off season. Yeah, and so, that's yeah. Okay, I, and, they, I and you're no right. Complaints. And they didn't need to do very much, and they still had a a pretty good off season. No, listen, I, Chris and I talked about this maybe Monday, maybe Friday about the expectations yesterday. I think the expectations that this ball club is going to have it's it's going to be different than even what they experienced last year, even what they experienced a year after the pandemic uh, playoffs. This is going to be different, and I'm sure there will be a little bit of an adjustment period, but I also think when you have everybody showing up to uh, to spring training a week and a half, two weeks beforehand, you're not as worried about what expectations are because these guys clearly know what they need to do. By the way, Richard Monfort, your team got an F. <laughs> Is that what you're laughing at over there? Yes, I, am. I had to scroll all the way to the bottom to find 
Dick Monfort's comparable to the Padres Colorado Rockies club. Dude, I'm just going to keep taking Dick, shots at him until it's not good anymore. Dick is never going to live that down. No, never. no, he will not. Um, the actual question, guys. Oh, oh sorry. No, we're, <laughs> no, no, we're going to skip it in the interest of time. You guys have more interesting things to say. Hey, just out of curiosity, what was the actual question? How much hype can Padres fans buy into? Oh, they got a lot more. I think they can buy a little bit more if they want to. I just feel like some of the fans I've talked to, are expecting a World Series championship yeah. or else they are I, not going to be happy. I I I don't disagree with what, what you're saying. I've heard the same things. Can't expect a World Series championship. You can expect someone to get deep in the playoffs, but I don't think you can expect them to win a World Series. I don't even know if you can expect to get deep in the, the playoffs, playoffs, right? We'll just Dodgers ask the Dodgers. <laughs> true, true. It's hard in baseball. All right. Number four. Excuse me. Having trouble over here. On the other side of the Padres being popular is the perception of some of those players around the country. The Athletic put out an article by Jason Stark today, and the title was this. MLB rule changes are coming to spring training. Get ready for the bleep show. They did not say bleep, though. The picture that they used to go along with this article was of Manny Machado arguing with a home plate umpire at some point last year. Go to my Twitter, at Matt Scraby, if you want to see this picture. There are plenty of players to choose from, and there are definitely players that argue more than Manny. So, Chris, in this case, how should a publication select a picture? I'm not going to lead the witness, as you guys say. But You're how leading should, the witness. No, I'm not. How should a publication select a picture? For this article. Talking about arguing. <laughs> how and should a, pu- a picture Manny arguing? Yeah, that's, that's, so that's the problem. So you're, so you're saying that that now means that he's the poster child for arguing? I feel like it misrepresents the actual Manny Machado that we all know and love. That we all know and love? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as far as I know, we have loved him on this show exactly twice, and that's when he's become Manny Machado and he's done interviews with us. Um, no, I... I think the the reader's smart enough to realize yeah. that if they got a picture of him, it's just because it goes along with what they're writing about. It doesn't necessarily mean that he argues all the time. I'm going to give the reader a little credit. I will here. tell you, uh, well, Tony, and then I will interject. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear what you had to say. Well, whenever I pick pictures for the social media or anything, I go and I find a picture that makes sense. Like today, I posted a picture of Yonder Alonso in a Padres uniform. Could have chose a Braves uniform, but I didn't. I chose the Padres uniform. And so I feel like this picture being chosen is furthering the stereotype that Manny Machado is a dirty player. (laughs) You got that from the picture? I did. Wow. That is special. There are people that agree with me. I'm sure there are. Uh, Here's what I'll say. The difference between what you do, right? Grab an article or write an article or whatever it is and you grab a picture to go with it. I don't know that that's what Jason Stark did. Jason Stark probably wrote the article, and then somebody completely different. Oh, I don't think Jason Stark chose the picture. The picture. Well, I think the editor didn't choose the picture. No, the editors definitely. So, um, I don't. I disagree. I just this, as Chris said, this picture specifically fits the get ready for the bleep show <laughs> in terms of NMLB rules changing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and players, mm-hmm. as we've talked about on this show. Probably being a little frustrated early, probably that's where the welcome to the bleep show comes in, right? Mm-hmm, There's going to mm-hmm. be probably yeah. more than a few upset individuals. There'll be a lot of complaining early. 
But I promise you, they will adjust, and we will all get to enjoy a better game. I'm, forget all the other rules. The pitch clock in particular is probably going to be the one that drives players nuts early. So it's not going to be a hitter you arguing for the I'm most part. I'm not necessarily part. a hitter. It could be a hitter or a pitcher. Both of them are going to be redlining early, right? They're going to be testing the, the waters early. And then, you know, it'll gradually come back to, to level. Listener uh, suggested Nolan Arenado for the picture because he argues with the umpire a lot. So I don't know why they had to choose Manny, man. Uh, you know, part three. of the other reason they chose Manny is because the Padres are, like, the hot team to talk about. That could be true. I will agree I'm with just that. just saying. I will agree with that. Uh, to a serious story, the New Mexico State men's basketball team has a lot of issues right now, and they are very serious issues. Earlier this year, a member of the team shot and killed a University of New Mexico um, player that was deemed... I can't say it's a player, sorry, but they... The New Mexico State basketball player did shoot and kill someone, and it was deemed self-defense, and it was a bigger plan to ambush him. Um, now they have shut down the program. Separate, we'll, separate incidents. Separate yeah, incidents. Totally separate incidents. Let's just make sure. And the second incident is uh, forced them to shut down the program. They're going to forfeit the remaining games due to hazing allegations. And I'm not going to go now into it. Now their head coach just, like, oh. within hours, has been fired. Oh, he was fired. Okay. Um, well, the hazing allegations, I'll just say that you can go read them if you would like to, but I would just say that there could be, it could be seen as sexual assault. So Tony, sure. how should the NCAA handle this? Man, I don't know if the NCAA should do anything. And I say that because they're not very good at, at these type of punishments or handling these situations. I don't know that the NCAA has the school's respect at this point anymore it just seems like they're a a entity without a cause it seems like at this point but um in terms of what should happen to the basketball program i mean i think the school in itself is going to handle uh what they need they've already shut the season down for the year there will be no more basketball for new mexico state they just fired the men's basketball coach and when that's the thing is when you have a hazing incident that's a that's a top-down type situation, right? That's a culture. It's that a culture exist. that a hundred percent. And so, you know, unfortunately, I uh, think the law authorities are going to take care of the rest, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, there's a lot I don't think there's anything for the NCAA been, to do on this. Yeah, one. there's a lot of criminal uh, stuff involved here, so. Let the, the NCAA, as Tony just said, please stay out of this. You'll mess it up if you get involved. Let let the authorities take care of the false imprisonment, harassment, and all the other charges against these kids. Uh, it, it's really an awful situation. I I think somebody, one of the players who's spoken and, and has already transferred or looking to transfer out of this program based on everything that's happened, they asked, you know, where do you want to go? And the player just said, somewhere where there's some good people. Oh, yeah, that's wow. That's an indictment. You know, I mean, that's, that's sad. That says a lot. So uh, this New Mexico State basketball program, it's its an embarrassment, unfortunately, for all the the people that are good that are there. They're all getting uh, you know, dragged to you know, it's, this. You know what's interesting about this, and, I, and it just came to my head. Like, if you're a kid, you don't even necessarily play basketball, but if you're a kid looking to go to New Mexico State and you see a story like this. Yeah, it's going to. And to be honest, the only reason why I brought it up is because my daughter, my oldest daughter, has received a 
couple letters from New Mexico State. And I'm thinking to myself after reading this, like, there is no way in hell I would send or even tell, even like steer my child towards that. No. Yeah. After reading, after seeing what's going on yeah, there in the like, men's this basketball program. This is an program. indictment on the entire university. Yeah, and, and that's it's completely unfair, but you know, as a parent, unfair, yeah. that is that is what I am 100% thinking. Sure. Definitely does uh, make you pause and think what the heck is going on down there. Number two. I've never understood hazing. Never understood. It just it, makes no sense. Whatever. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels are on pace to become the most disappointing preseason number one team in men's college basketball's modern era. With all but one starter returning from last year's National Runners-Up, a prize transfer filling that vacancy, and three top 100 freshmen were set to provide depth, North Carolina entered the season as wait, the runaway. Wait, you just said they were set to provide death. Oh, I said depth. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, I read depth. <laughs> they are not set to provide depth. I know. They are set to provide depth. I hope not. Depth on the team. All right. Uh, they entered the season as the runaway pick as the national title favorite, but four months later, they have plummeted out of the top twenty-five, and they need a strong se- or a regular season finish just to make the tournament. Chris, is this proof teams should not be ranked preseason? Well, I would love to have no preseason rankings, but that's <laughs> never going to happen. So they're always going to have to stick a number next to 25 teams' names just to create interest in the early parts of the season. So I've kind of come around to this, but, you know, hopefully all of us are smart enough to realize that, especially in college basketball, rankings don't mean anything anyway because you have a tournament at the end of the year to that's decide the champion. That's a good point. It doesn't matter where you're ranked. Um but I mean, I could certainly understand why North Carolina was rated number one. I yeah. mean they ran they ran all the way to the national title game last year. They were winning that game until just a few minutes were left and then got caught at the very end by Kansas. And then they returned everybody from that team, including Bay Baycott, who's the odds on or was the odds on pick to be the player of the year. The guy they lost is a guy by the name of Brady Manick. Do you remember him? He had long hair and a beard, and he shot three pointers. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's the guy they lost, and evidently he was a lot better than people thought he was. Because that's they've haven't been able to recover. It's crazy. You want Uh-oh. every quick Am thoughts I number a one? Carryover? Yeah, no, no carryover. <laughs> I'm just skipping you, Tony. Skipping uh, Tony. Daniel Popper of the Athletic. He covers oh, no. the he covers the Chargers. He is uh, reporting that. Uh, Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback, is projected to land a six-year, $295 million extension if he signs this offseason. His annual salary would be $49.17 million. Tony is Justin Herbert, who has never won a playoff game worth that. Yes. He's wow. worth it, but don't but don't forget that means the Chargers can't sign anybody else around him because he's is taking also, up a ton of money now. And both things why, can be true. And that is why Keenan Allen is uh, supposedly heading out the door of the, the Chargers. But that's it for the Big Five. Whew, reset Chris. when we come back, if I was supposed to say that. It doesn't matter. We're just trying to get out on time, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.